0: And this is my first time sharing my short story with you all. I hope you like it. Welcome back to Midnight O2, Season 2, Episode 12. This is your host, Amy. I hope you had a good day and am ready for tonight's story. So I'm going to do something special today. I want to read you my short story hey I know so this is a story that I wrote a while ago but I wanted to share it with you by reading it because I thought it fits the holiday vibe and it's time for a short story the title of the short story is a purpose in life a purpose in life Thank you for your interest in the Southwest Jewelry Design Company. We regret we are unable to offer you a position at this point. And this is the first thing I see in the morning. A stupid text on my phone that rejects me. I roll over to the other side of the bed. Things are not getting better. The ceiling needs to be fixed. Dit dot dit. The droplets falling down into the blue plastic bucket in the corner of the room. It's more useful than a clock to remind my failure at this point. Our lives can be so fragile, who needs to keep counting down to their deaths? This is a room with dim lighting, and with no windows. Simply put, I can't afford one. The ringing phone distracts my thinking hello? William, it's me. The person on the other side of the phone is my sister, Diana, my only sister. Always calls when she can't make it to visit our granny. Yeah, what's up? I speak as if I don't know why she calls. I have an important meeting today. Can you go see granny today? Diana asks. Yeah, well, you never cared. You... I haven't finished my sentence and she hangs up on me. I drag myself out of the sinking mattress. I smell the dust mite in the air. They are my only roommates, living things, how wonderful they are. Getting on the public bus, I get some unfriendly stares. The mother tells her kid to study hard so the kid won't end up like me. I look away to the bus window on the left of the walkway those rich people with their fancy cars i can't name those brands anyways why bother it's just they do look happy with their lives what you see may not be what it really is this is what granny tells me when i complain to her about myself about a society and about the world what does she mean by it i will never understand i hold the design sketches tighter in my hand I bring a collection of sketches, so I can show them to my grandmother. She always appreciates them. She always understands. She always does. May I sit here? A old man with gray hair and check her patterned shirt got on the bus and sat down next to me. Sure, I answer. Did you draw those? I notice something special about the man who points at my work. He looks like he is in his 60, but his eyes have the confidence you see in a 30-year-old. I did. I try to put my sketches back into my backpack as I talk. Can I take a look? I am very interested in design. I can't say no to him for some reason. Sure. I hand him my watercolor sketches. He is very careful with my drawings. He makes sure the order stays the same as he put them back in the folder. He does not comment like how a lot of people do just to get it over with when it comes to art critique. He says nothing for a while. Who are you working for right now? He breaks the silence. Nobody, I say. There's a new branch that needs special designers under my company. Would you be interested? He asks. Then he hands me the blue flyer and his card. Darren Sutton, looking for designs who have a purpose. Contact me if you can give a story to a design brooch. This is an important mission as a designer. Make an impact on someone's life. I am stunned. Without me saying anything further, the man gets off the bus before I do. We both get off at the public city hospital stop. I carefully put the flyer into my design folder. Sometimes I wish there could be a timeline that tells you when and what you should do to be on the right track in life. I continued to walk for a while around the hospital before visiting my grandmother. I see myself through the long glass window reflection outside of the public hospital. The man in the reflection. I recognize him too. A man with the unshaven beard. Those dark eye circles make me look ten years older than my actual age. A couple of white hairs are getting more obvious these days. The stare I give to myself is how a little boy would stare at a stray dog. It's a mixture of sorrow, pity, and boredom. The little hole in the neckline of my shirt and the stained sleeve. I try to fold the sleeve, covering the dirty spot. I always pick the best shirt I always do, especially before meeting my grandmother, the hospice unit. I come here to visit her almost every day when I'm not out finding a job. My sister and I take turns to visit her, as she is our only family member. I never understood the word hospice after all these months. How are they supposed to find peace knowing that they will die soon? Are they not afraid of the unknowns? The doctor tells me the hospice unit is the type of care focusing on the mental and spiritual health rather than medical needs. It's for those who have a life expectancy of six months or less. Granny, I'm here. I knock and enter the room. William, you're here. It's great to see you. My grandmother smiles at me. She is 72 years old, stage 4 thyroid cancer. She's always happy and bringing laughter to every patient in the hospice unit. The wrinkles around her eyes are still less than the things she's seen in her life. How are you feeling, granny? I grabbed a chair and sat down next to her. I'm doing great. Do not worry about me, kid. She slowly put her hands on top of mine. The rough and loose skin, that's what I will remember about my grandmother's hands. I can clearly see the blood vessels on her hands. When she holds my hands tight, I feel her hands shake a little bit. She still wears the ring grandfather gave her. You see, that's the kind of love people these days will never get. Yes, kid, your grandmother could perhaps live... Until the age of a hundred, she's always cheerful and fun. The old lady across the other bed says, I nod and give her a smile back. I still can't get used to the smell of chemical mixtures in the hospital. Show me your beautiful design, what you got today. My grandmother pushes the button on the side of her bed and sits up to see me better. I brought you some colorful works. I hope you like them. I hand her my design sketches. I always bring her some selection of my works when I visit her. She always tells me these creative works make her feel younger and makes her feel alive. I love this one, William. This is wonderful work. She picks the sketch with a purple long coat and some flower pattern on. I smile knowing that's her favorite color and favorite flower. I see her reaching to the desk on the side, grabbing the smartphone my sister bought her. She's been learning to take photos on the phone since coming here. William, is this how you do it? Teach me again. She slowly puts on her glasses and sticks her index finger out trying to unlock the phone. She would take photos of every single sketch I draw. I want to look at them whenever I want. They make me happy. My grandmother's smile makes her eye look like two half moons. I wish a miracle could happen. I didn't believe in it before. But seeing my grandmother makes me want to believe it. She is such the type of human being that the society needs. So, my big designer, any good news? my grandmother asked (laughs) haha granny doing design is really hard i smile and do not say much william just remember i'm proud of you i will always be when you were a kid your parents were against you playing with dolls and drawing but i always believe if that's what you want to do you can do it well she holds my hands tighter I don't know why, but every word my grandmother says always hits me on the spot. Simple words weigh the heaviest on my mind. I walk out of the hospice unit. The long hallway has many windows, different from my apartment. The fresh flowers and paintings on the walls, along with the natural wind, seem more energetic than usual. I think of the man with gray hair I met on the bus and the offer he gives. I call a number and decide to give it a try. The clouds are covering up the sun today. I walk to the location we talk over on the phone, expecting to start the job today. What comes to my sight is an old house that's built of wood. It's nowhere near the downtown. Welcome William. My name is Darren Sutton. I'm glad you called. He greets me with a firm handshake. It's nice to meet you. This is my full portfolio. There are more works in here. Please take a look. I say and hand him my formal design portfolio. Great. There's only going to be you, the only designer here for this branch. You have a very important mission. You're going to design brooches for the group that needs to dress up for their very last time. The man reads through my design carefully and says, I pause and suddenly understand what he means. He wants me to design for the deaths. I look around in the office. There are sketches of designs, handwritten letters, and photos of people on the table. A lot of photos are in black and white. You want me to design brooches for those who pass away and they will wear the brooches under funerals? I ask with my eyes wide open. That's right, William. A lot of them didn't have the chance to wear brooches or something nice when they were alive. Their families want them to look the best on their last ceremony in life. The man doesn't look like he's joking. I can't. I really can't. I've never done anything like this. I take my portfolio and turn away to the exit door. William, you're gifted with designer's eyes. Not everyone can do it. Only someone with compassion and an understanding of life can do it. I know you are the right fit for this job. Darren's deep voice stops my footsteps from going anywhere. When does the job start? I ask. From that moment on, I greet goodbyes every day. Sometimes with sadness, sometimes full of joy because I knew how many blessings there are. The job gives me a purpose. It brings me something different. It gives me a purpose to live my everyday, my ordinary everyday, different than how I was going to live it. Today will be today. Your yesterday could be your meaningless past, but your tomorrow is someone's never coming tomorrow. At one point, I realize people don't grow old over time. They grow old over one night. The time has finally come. In my memories, I remember just telling my grandmother yesterday that I got this wonderful job. It's been two months. Today, I'm going to design this special brooch for my grandmother. I got the call from the hospital. They said she left peacefully in her sleep. That's the best way to finish the journey, I believe. I take the purple felting wool and make it into a flower shape. That's her favorite flower, the purple hoary stalk. I add two diamonds on a flower, symbolizing me and my sister. I want her to have a part of us when she's leaving. I carefully put the brooch in a gift box, just like how she secretly buys colored pencils and put them in a the box for me when I was a kid. I enter the room and see my grandmother lying on the bed. Her eyes are closed and her short hair are still at the shorter length. The man sitting next to her is crying as hard as I am. I recognize him. Darren, you know my grandmother? How did you... I ask. William, your grandmother was a very good friend of mine. She helped me a lot. She talks about you all the time, and she always shows me your design on her phone. One day she asked me if I could offer you a job interview after knowing I'm doing design business. Darren smiles in his tears. Granny, I didn't know you'd do so much for me. I say and walk to the bedside. She looks like she is just asleep. I suddenly remember all the little moments she asked me to teach her how to take photos on her phone. She showed my design to Darren before. I hold on to her hands. They're as cold as the air temperature in winter. I try hard not to blink because I don't want my tears dropped on her. I don't want her to see me crying. Then some of our family friends show up in the room too. My sister is here too. The doctors and nurses come in and bow to her. I love you so much, Granny. I quietly pin the flower brooch on the left side of her shirt. Goodbye, Grandma. I see her tears slowly falling down onto the pillow. And that was the short story that I wrote a while ago. I hope you've enjoyed it. And thanks again for tuning in to Midnight O2. I am your host, Amy, and if you'd like to share some feedback or what you think of the story, feel free to message me at ahcpoetry on Instagram, or you could email me at ahcpoetry at gmail.com. I'll see you next week. Good night.